Good morning. Thank you all for being here, bracing the cold. I think I had the shortest commute, just a walk over, but still very cold for me. <laughs> Can you believe a Lent is only about 11, maybe 10 days away, which is a little terrifying to me to get myself prepared for it. But as we continually approach Lent, that holy season, our readings are starting to turn towards that theme. So our first reading today, we hear from the book of Job, the seventh chapter of a total of 42. If you don't know the book, it's one of my favorites in the Old Testament. I think it's extremely relatable. It effectively chronicles the problem of evil, the problem of suffering in the world via the life of a man named Job. He's a holy man, a devout man, a man of deep faith in God. And this really ticked off the devil. So the devil went to God and asked him if he could have permission to tempt his servant Job to prove how weak he truly is, how quickly and how easily he will forsake his God. But lo and behold, perhaps you guessed it, Job remains faithful, even amidst deep suffering, destruction, and death. So again, we hear from the seventh chapter of total of 42. So we're very early on in the book still, and he's in the thick of his suffering and woe saying, all of life is a drudgery. So I think it's a a great text to read during Lent, especially even in this time in which we live. I read it uh, a lot when I was in Rome a couple years ago on a study abroad. It was just kind of a difficult time in my life, and even prayer was very challenging for me. Uh, The cross seemed very palpable um, and a little burdensome. So I was constantly going to these early chapters of Job, just uniting my misery to his, finding some solace there, and just clinging to God with the little strength that I had. And about a month or two of praying with these readings, these chapters, I would bring it to my spiritual director, which we were required to meet with twice a month for about an hour. So I would just tell him how things are going in my life, you know, what I'm getting out of Job. About two months into this, my spiritual director, a holy priest, He asked me, so uh, Jack, have you been praying with like the end of Job at all? I was like, huh? What are you talking about, Father? He's like, yeah, you know, the end part where he's freed from all of his suffering. There's healing. The devil's destroyed. Job is vindicated. I said, oh yeah, (laughs) I forgot about that part. That in the midst of suffering and sorrow, we could lose sight of the end. We could forget that Christ is victorious over all evil, sin, and death, and that he never abandons us. The cross can seem so heavy and burdensome, but once we get through that cross, whether it's upon this earth, it's alleviated from us, or we're freed of it in heaven, looking back, St. Augustine says, we realize that it wasn't that heavy at all, that Christ was with us the entire time, that it was for our good, for our salvation, and for the salvation of others, and that the Lord who loves us wanted us to suffer with his son. This is something I'm constantly relearning in the spiritual life, especially as a young priest, just remembering to pray with the end of the book of Job. To pray with that psalm we hear proclaimed today, Psalm 147. He heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. The Lord takes pleasure in those who hope in his steadfast love. I love that last line. This theme continues of this victorious end, that Christ is victorious. Uh, With our second reading, Paul writing to the Corinthians, the first letter. He writes, he finishes it saying, All this 
I do for the sake of the gospel. So we could ask, well, what's all this that's Paul talking about? He references it a little at the beginning of the, the reading, but he goes in depth in his second letter to the Corinthians. This is, I think, about chapter 11. He cites labors, imprisonments, floggings, near death, lashes, beating with rods, stonings, three shipwrecks, not just one, three shipwrecks. He's left adrift, journeys, dangers, bandits, toil and hardships, sleepless nights, hunger and thirst and cold. And that was just Paul. He died quite young. (laughs) Do we identify with any of those things in our life? Perhaps you could even add to the list something unique that you have been given in this life, your own little cross. What are your worries, your struggles, your fears, and your anxieties? Because we all have them. It's part of being human. So the better question that then follows is what are we doing about it? What are we doing about them? Are we carrying these crosses alone? Do we despair like the devil so wanted Job to despair, to forsake our God? Or do we get out of ourselves and pray? The first few chapters of Job, he loses his entire family, his entire livelihood, his cattle are all destroyed. What does he do? He kneels down and he prays. He loves God and he thanks him for all that he's been given, although he doesn't understand it and it is full of suffering. And then after that crucial step of prayer, do we put things in their proper perspective? Like me, do we forget to focus on the end, that Christ is victorious, that he never abandons us? And finally, through that, do we hope in God's reckless love for us? That if we've learned anything in this last year in our lifetime, that love alone is credible. That's it. So not only do we have this prayerful, beautiful example in Job, but we even have it in Jesus, he who became one of us. So we're here the first day, uh, first chapter of the Gospel of Mark, and we're about 30, 40 verses in, and a lot has happened already. I just want to review everything that's happened just in the first chapter. He's been baptized, driven by the Spirit into the wilderness where he was tempted. Uh, John was arrested. He's proclaiming the kingdom of God is at hand to repent believe in the gospel. He calls Simon, Andrew, James, and John, and he goes into his synagogue, teaches with authority, and then heals a few people, exercises demons, and a few other. So he's just leaving that synagogue today, where we pick up the story again. He's going to Simon and Andrew's home, and there he heals their sick mother. And then right after that, word is really starting to spread. It says, quote, the entire city was gathered at their door. Now, the city is not comparable to our cities, but still, that's saying something, that many people were jamming into this house wanting to just touch or see him. One chapter, and it's not even over. So think for a moment, through all these things, how utterly exhausted Jesus would have been. We could forget sometimes that Jesus, of course, 100% God, fully God, is also fully man. He had all the emotions, he needed to sleep, he needed to eat, he laughed, he cried, he was angry at times even, and he was also exhausted, just bogged down by the demands, the neediness and craziness of the world. Things that we experience, things that Job experienced. But again, we ought to look to the end, just like we do with Job. And the gospel ends today saying, Rising very early before dawn, he left. 
he went off to a deserted place where he prayed. So the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity made man, omnipotent, was always desperately searching for ways to pray, especially when overcome with burdens and the cross. What a beautiful lesson for us that is, that he himself fulfills. To not let our crosses crush us out of our pride, but like the leper that we'll hear about next Sunday, still in the first chapter of Mark, go up to Jesus and say, if you wish, Lord, you can make me clean. In weakness we, with Christ, we are strong, brothers and sisters. And all we need to do is, is pray, focus on the end, he is victorious, and trust in his reckless love for you.